0: After I had brought the dogs in and was finally walking out heading to the car, I I heard a news report that there was a tie-up on the 405, and I immediately stopped in my tracks wanting to hear if it was 405, at least from my vantage point, whether it was the 405 North or the 405 South. Uh, Thankfully for me, but unfortunately for folks in the San Fernando Valley, it was that way, and and, uh, that assured me that I would get here if not exactly on time within a few minutes of it. Uh, Thank God uh, for that. Uh, It is good to be here with you all here on this first Sunday of Lent, uh, the beginning of our 40-day journey with Jesus uh, to the cross. Now, if you look on your calendars, uh, you will count that from today until Easter. It's actually 46 days on the calendar. Uh, But during the season of Lent, uh, we only count the Mondays through Saturdays and not the Sundays, because in Christian thought, each Sunday is a little Easter. Uh, Each Sunday we celebrate uh, the risen Lord. Sure, there is one Sunday in particular that we go all out, but theoretically in the church, each Sunday is an Easter, and that is why it is 40 days rather than 46 days from the first Sunday of Lent to Good Friday. Lent, as many of you know through your Bible study classes, uh, is part of the rich history of the church uh, dating back to the 3rd century uh, CE, the Christian era or common era. Uh, The season began as a mere 40-hour fast of preparation for those who were going to be baptized on Easter uh, to coincide with the belief that Jesus spent 40 hours in the tomb. However, over the years, uh, Lent has expanded uh, to include all of the faithful, and so the season was lengthened. The church finally settled on a 40 day Lenten fast, beginning on Ash Wednesday and concluding on the Saturday, the day before Easter. Uh, The number 40 was chosen for its significance in the Bible. Most notably, uh, that Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days. And the story of Jesus' 40-day sojourn in the wilderness at the beginning of his ministry is the traditional gospel reading for the first Sunday of Lent, as we just heard it. As many of you here, hear folks talk about Lent, and you've probably heard this Uh, In the last few days or so, Uh, the traditional way of thinking about Lent is to view it in terms of giving up something. And I know you've you've heard it all, just like me, as people give up things that run the gamut from simple things, such as, I'm giving up chocolate for Lent, to the more serious, I'm giving up self-serving and selfish attitudes during Lent. When uh, Lee asked me several months ago if I would be willing to take the pulpit today, uh, my first inclination, naturally, was to look at the calendar. And naturally, my calendar uh, said the same thing as your calendar said, that today would be the start of daylight savings time. I hesitated for a moment, (laughs) thought about it, but finally, uh, as I had Lee hanging on the phone, uh, I, I decided to accept her invitation to preach this morning based partly on that same attitude of giving up something for Lent. You see, the way I figured it, today I'm giving up an hour of my sleep time to be here. So I've already satisfied my Lenten spiritual discipline for the entire season. (laughs) Lent is more than just giving up something. It is a season of journey. It reminds us that life is never static. And that life continually puts before us choices about the type of people that we are constantly becoming. Some of those choices are about temptations between practices that are life-giving and those that rob us of life. Other choices have to do with our openness to those who are alien to us and our generosity in all of life. The two texts on this week's lectionary reflect those spiritual attitudes and values. Uh, The reading from Deuteronomy 26 holds a beautiful loop that starts with anticipation, calls us to remembering, and then finally reminds us of the spiritual attitude of thanksgiving, anticipation, remembering, thanksgiving. This passage recounts the Israelites' history of exile and wandering for 40 years in the desert after leaving the empire of Egypt and before arriving in the land flowing with milk and honey. And within this passage we are invited to connect with the wonderful expectation of abundance held in the arrival into the land of promise and the importance of not forgetting the struggles and challenges that have made it possible for us to be who and where we are today. Uh, This text holds a specific instructions for the people of Israel who have striven long and hard to be free and have finally attained that freedom. It affirms the fact that God was with the Israelites those 2,000 years ago and will thus be with us as God's people Uh, Through the harshest treatment at the hand of the Egyptians, as well as along that exhausting journey through the desert. As God was with God's people, the Israelites, those 2,000 years ago. So God continues to be with God's people today. We who constitute the new Israel through the resurrection of Jesus. And in that way, the journey of God's people continues. The gospel reading uh, from Luke, uh, the familiar version, or one of the familiar versions of Jesus' time in the desert at the beginning of his ministry, uh, with Luke's story of Jesus spending 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by Satan. Jesus in this story is tempted with the three things that we are tempted with throughout our own lives. Material wealth reflected by food. Political power reflected in Satan's willingness to grant Jesus power over the nations. And the temptation for us to think that we have divine capabilities reflected in Satan's guarantee to save Jesus if he is willing to take that leap off of the cliff. While the focus of this passage tends to be about temptations, it is important to note that Jesus was ultimately strengthened By this wilderness time. And in fact. uh, The very. uh, The very fact that. This story in all of the gospels. Comes before. Jesus's public ministry. And not after it. Also symbolizes. That we also. Through our preparations for baptism. And subsequently. Through our baptisms are prepared for the temptations and challenges in life in the same way that Jesus was prepared through this 40-day wilderness experience. Thus, Lent can be a time uh, not so much to focus on merely giving up or sacrificing something in our lives, I used to tell people that uh, during Lent, I'm going to give up the Bible, (laughs) but that Lent is also a time of growing profoundly in our faith, strengthened by the assurance of God's presence, which empowers us to face the truth of Good Friday and then rejoice in the glory of Easter. Lent offers us the opportunity, as I mentioned to the children, the opportunity to slow down, to prepare to enter our own wilderness journeys, to reflect, to pray, to find ourselves renewed in God's presence. By now, you have heard of the special called session of General Conference uh, that was held in St. Louis two weeks ago uh, to help move our United Methodist Church forward towards full inclusion of our LGBTQI brethren. And likewise, uh, you have no doubt heard about the decision that was made by a majority of small, a slight majority of the voting delegates uh, the decision to retain the current language in our book of discipline that, in my opinion, is very harsh and exclusionary language towards uh, members who identify with the LGBTQI community. At the moment, however, Uh, The decision that was made at General Conference is a temporary decision. Uh, Our Judicial Council, which is the Supreme Court of the Church, uh, will meet in April to review the full constitutionality of that legislation which was passed. Legislation, I might point out, uh, in which 40% of it was already ruled unconstitutional going into the General Conference. As I sat in the galley there in uh, the St. Louis Dome, witnessing the vote and hearing uh, the conversation around me, uh, it became apparent that no matter which legislation was adopted, that this would not be the end, but rather the beginning, the beginning of a wilderness journey our church has embarked on. In one sense, it is actually a continuation of this journey, uh, a journey uh, that actually has been latent for the past 40 years of when this exclusionary language was put into our book of discipline. Uh, And really, the only difference now is that this journey and the issue at hand is wide open, and visible. It is now about the authenticity of the church, being the church of Jesus Christ, uh, that fully and honestly reflects our tagline, open hearts, open minds, open doors. Uh, Last Sunday night's worship service at Pasadena First, uh, for those of you who were either there or who caught it on the live stream, uh, it was an uplifting, joyous time of affirming where our bishop, our conference, and our jurisdiction stand on this issue, and uh, as Bishop Grant Hagia said during his fiery message last Sunday night, we as a conference and as a jurisdiction are not going back and we are going to move forward whatever we need to do either legislatively or through other means to bring the church into the 21st century on this matter. And by the way, if you didn't make it to Pasadena or you uh, weren't uh, able to go online last Sunday, you can still catch the entirety of that worship. Uh, or just Bishop uh, Grant's uh, message uh, by clicking on the YouTube link. It'll take you straight uh, to uh, the worship service last Sunday night. And I'm sure uh, Pastor Lee has that link uh, that she can share with you as it was, uh, and actually you can access it on our conference website as well. This week, as we begin our Lenten Journeys, We remember the journey of the Israelites who left the empire of Egypt, not knowing what lay before them, taking the risk of stepping out into the desert for what they knew not would lay in front of them, yet trusted that God would ultimately lead them to freedom and liberation. We remember also on this first Sunday of Lent Jesus' journey into his wilderness where at the beginning of his ministry he also faced the temptations of empire. Indeed, our own lives reflect those journeys. Journeys with others. Thankfully, just as the Israelites fled Egypt, being led by Yahweh, and in the same way that Jesus was guided throughout his 40 day experience by God and the Holy Spirit. Thankfully, most thankfully, we do not begin nor continue this Lenten journey on our own, but with the words from the scriptures that we hear today, words that promise us that God also journeys with us to guide us and lead us throughout these coming 40 days of Lent and beyond, that God continues to lead us to a place filled with justice and mercy and that God leads us through God's grace and graciousness. As we embark on our own journeys through these next 40 days, let us remember the purple that symbolizes this season, this color which reminds us to take stock in where we are spiritually, to take stock of where we place God in our lives, Uh, to move through this season uh, with reverence, uh, with a deepened, spirituality, with a focus on that which sets us free, uh, the life, death, and ultimate resurrection that we will celebrate on Easter, Jesus the Christ. Let this be our charge and our blessings during this season of Lent thanks be to God Amen